Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pause Podcast. Uh, we are your hosts. My name is Eric, aka Scarios, joined by Rick, aka Moto. Oh man, did we pick a fucking dandy? Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Um, yes. Um, if you don't know, obviously, by the title, we are going to be talking about 1985's Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Um, so we're gonna do something a little different this time me and moto are kind of gonna watch it at the same time to kind of i don't know kind of go off of the movie like maybe catch something we didn't see and just kind of go from there but yeah we're just gonna talk about it um so yeah man you can just hit play whenever um if you guys want to do this with us at the same time press play right now we got the tristar pony riding in. He's got his wings sticking out. <laughs> I, movies. I don't remember the last time I was like a recent movie that I saw this in. No, like this was their first, I believe. Yeah. Uh, this was the first tristar pictures, uh, like big deal movie. And I think they made a couple more. Um, I'd, I'd have to look it up. Just, you know, like Google tristar right. pictures, um, see what they did. But um, yeah, so when was it? A week ago, I think you hit me with the idea, or no, you sent me like a, you sent me a like a list. It yeah. was like the best and worst action movies ever right. made. <laughs> and what's funny, I don't even think this one was on it. I don't think. No, yeah, it wasn't on funny. that list. I think we just kind of started looking up movies that came out yeah. in the eighties and nineties. And this was on a lot of lists that I found, like when I was searching, you know, cheese ball, kung fu movies, <laughs> right. or cheesy action movies. This made like every list. Yeah. Um, so it came out in uh, 1985. Oh, well, released March 22nd, 1985, produced by Rupert Hitzig for Barry Gordy, the founder of Motown Records. Oh. Um, I did not know that uh, coming into this. This whole cool. time, I'm like, who the hell's Barry Gordy? Like, is this someone trying to be like National Lampoon? Like, you know, <laughs> throwing their name at the top, right? Um, and I guess he's kind of a big deal, huh? Yeah, I mean, shit, founder <laughs> of Motown Records. That's a that is a pretty big deal. But I'm, yeah, uh, I think they sold like Motown Records sold for three hundred million back in I think it was like eighty seven. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly. Well, that's got to be billions sold. today if. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I heard that it only cost him six hundred dollars to get it started. Yeah, so that's one hell of a turnaround. If yeah, you yeah. Ask me. <laughs> um, this is you know, without a doubt, a cult classic, uh, somewhat of a financial success because it did make a good amount of money back in '85 uh, worldwide. It made about uh, thirty-three million dollars in 1985. So adjusted for inflation at the box office. In 2019, 2020, that would be around 62 to 65 million. It's not half bad, man. That's that's good enough to to warrant a sequel or two. You know, um, well, I lost my place. So, okay. Um, so, for anyone who hadn't seen this movie, The Last Dragon, I guess like a quick. Like, hey, what's it about? It's just a fun-filled martial arts action comedy slash kung fu spoof of those movies that came out in the uh, the eighties and nineties. Um, 
Oh, I lost the movie. Where'd I go? Oh, it's on the side here. Can you still hear me, right? Because I can't hear oh, you. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, well. All right. The, the um, I was I was saying it's hard to tell if this movie is actually a spoof or if it's just that cheesy that it is kind of a spoof. Like if if you watch scary movie, you know it's like a parody of the yeah. screams and I know what you did last summer and all those flicks. Right. Like, like this, this one, wasn't meant to be a spoof, right. but it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Which it's, is what makes it so good, I think. Right. Um. So it's, this is this is funny because I'm like watching it at the same time and I'm yeah. like trying to find my notes. I'm like, oh shit, where'd we go? Yeah, uh, so like the, the opening sequence, it's got some 80s music yes. in the background. Let's talk about the opening. Yeah, yeah. The, the dude is like, he's training. He's doing his stuff, punching the bag and kicking the bag and all sorts of shit. His kung fu master starts shooting fucking arrows at him. <laughs> And he starts like knocking him out of the air and he fucking breaks one with his elbow. And... Right. <laughs> You're like, oh, all right, this guy's. Yeah, it catches weird. one off it, what, laying on his back. He catches one like he's fucking OBJ or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Master comes up to him. Yeah. Like, how did you know to catch the last one? He's like, well, I, I didn't. I just bought it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> and he goes into a little spiel about his training. But what what got to me, like watching this and after this little uh, back and forth between him and his master is uh, Bruce Leroy. That that's his name. The main character, his name is Bruce Leroy. Well, it's Leroy Green, but everyone right. calls him Bruce Leroy, and he like idolizes Bruce Lee, dresses yeah. like him, talks like you know the whole nine. Um, but after this first two minutes of the movie, I'm thinking to myself, okay, this guy is at the top. He's at the top of his game. Yep. He's a fucking badass. He can he kicks ass. he can kick ass. Like yep. there's no like redemption or kind of arc for this character except for what he's um like searching for. Right. And we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But I was just like, okay, all right. <laughs> he's at the top of his game. Cool. There's nothing that he has to improve upon himself. You know, he's a right. badass. No one can fuck with him. Um. Okay. So. Him and uh, him and his master have that conversation about uh, you need to. Uh, I'm I'm done with you. I'm done training you. I have nothing else to like offer you. What have you? Um, you need to go find the some other master who will give you like the secrets to becoming like the last dragon, and that's yeah. like the, his final training, I guess. Right. Um. Yeah, it's because he's still like on the floor. Like he just he sits up after he caught the arrow and his master's like bent, you know, kind of hunched down in front of him talking to him. And he says some fucking uh, some stupid wise, quote unquote, wise shit like get up. What you seek is not written on the floor. Like, dude, can't you just talk like a normal fucking person? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, all I got out of that was I'm not your master anymore. Like, oh, right. OK, yep. um, but, but he so still thinks he needs a master. Oh God! I gotta kill this dog. Um, dude, just give me a second, a riff for a yeah. second. I gotta go grab my dog. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, the after the opening sequence, he breaks the arrows. His master's talking to him like, "I'm done with you. I, I can't do shit else for you." Um, Leroy still thinks he needs a master. There's more for him to learn, and is determined to set out and find a new master to replace his old one, who's pretty much done with him. 
So then his master tells him, well, there's, you know, somebody, somebody who might be able to teach you something. Sorry, I did that. Yeah, no worries. Um, I told, uh, told my cousin to keep an eye on the dog and he leaves. <laughs> I'm like, great, thanks. Um, okay, so where were we? Um, so I was just kind of running through that, that sequence again. Um, the master basically says, I'm done with you. Leroy still thinks he needs a master. So he says you can go find one, and he gives him a name. I didn't quite catch the name when he said it, but it sounded to me, and maybe this is just my Wayne's World brain thinking, did he say some dumb guy? <laughs> You're damn right he said it. Yeah, but he it, says it in a way that it's like right. Chinese. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, like I even wrote in my note, did he say some dumb guy? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> and then he gives him like this big ass coin slash medallion and basically kicks him out. Like, I'm done with you here. Take this fucking gold coin and. Have a good life. Yeah, and he says it belongs to, to Bruce Lee, and he's yeah. like, "Oh shit, okay, yeah. um, okay." So, uh, moving forward, so um, it, the next scene picks up, and we're at a movie theater, and they're showing. Oh, wait, some... wait, hold on, let me let me preface that with something too. The beginning of this movie, this opening scene with the master, I don't know where he is right now. In in my mind, and maybe it's just me, I thought he was in like fucking Japan or fucking oh Asia or right. something, right? I got that here in my notes. Where are we? Yeah. And then, <laughs> then this scene cuts to, um, you know, he, he gives him the little the medallion or whatever, and he goes on his way. And before the movie theater, the scene cuts to, he's at the docks. Oh, yeah. He's, like, walking around. Yeah, so he, like, gets, it looks like to me he gets off a fucking boat, walks to the docks. He stops and looks at his freaking medallion like it's Google Maps and is telling him where to go. <laughs> <laughs> And then he just starts walking down the street, you know, down to the city. He walks, he walks, of course, to fucking Chinatown, because where else would you go if you're looking for a kung fu master, I guess? Right. And he starts showing the medallion to eight random Asian people. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. are you my master? Or do you know where? Right. <laughs> I'm like, this is the fucking weirdest shit ever. Like, he just starts showing the medallion to random Asians on the street. I can imagine him saying, do you know some dumb guy? Right. Do you know some dumb guy? <laughs> looking at him like he's fucking crazy. And then he cuts right. to the movie theater. <laughs> okay, so uh, we, we cut to the movie theater. Uh, we see Bruce Leroy uh, watching the movie. I think his little brother's there, some friends. Yep. And I didn't catch this until the second time I watched it. He was eating popcorn with fucking chopsticks. Chop yep. I, I, saw that I was cracking up, dude. <laughs> I was like, no way. Yeah. Um, and then we get a pretty funny, cool introduction uh, to our uh, antagonist, our, our bad guy, yeah. uh, Show Nuff, the Shogun yep. of Harlem. And yep. if you guys just give me one second, I wanted to play this because this is classic. Ooh, no, I hate you, YouTube ads. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm like 99% sure this is cool. We, we, can, we can get away with this. Oh, no, baby. Oh, no. Yep. One of the coolest 
bad guy villains, in my opinion, and all those 80s, early 90s, yeah, cheeseball movies. I love this guy. Yeah. Uh, show enough the Shogun of Harlem. <laughs> um, and again, I don't know what this guy's up to. I have no idea what his motivation is. And what it all boils down to is he just wants to be known as the best, like the yeah. baddest. Yep. And some little kids, a little kid in the theater says, like, I know who can beat you, <laughs> Bruce Leroy. Yeah. So now <clears throat> for the rest of the movie, show enough's like, I got to find this Bruce Leroy and kick his ass. Yeah. Um, there's like a little... Go ahead. During that that movie theater sequence, you know, he's talking about how he's the baddest and, you know, he's got his little click there of, I don't know, fucking thug followers or whatever you want to call them. A bunch of, like, women bodyguards, too. Yeah, he's got, like, three yeah three or four girls. And, like, the, the dudes that are with him all are, like, the dorkiest-looking dudes I could possibly find. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing intimidating about any of them. No. No way. And, you know, he's interrupting a movie, so people are starting to get pissed off, and he's like, you know, I'm the baddest man here, so you can't do nothing about me anyway. The camera pans to the, you know, somebody tells him, like, shut up or sit down, and he's like, why don't you make me kind of thing? And it's like this kind of biker-looking dude. And I'm trying to see if I can find it. But, um, so, yeah, it's like, this guy stands up in the, in the top road, not the top row, the balcony level, right? And he's like, you know, his friend, yeah, here it is. His friend stands up to help him. Oh, my God. It's a, fat <laughs> it's like a pink tank top belly shirt. <laughs> I'm like, this oh is my like God. intimidating fucking group of badass. <laughs> belly buttons sticking out. Yeah. Oh, uh, but what's funny is like, yeah, like that guy stands up like, yo, shut up, or whatever yeah. he says to him. And it's like, <laughs> Who the hell is this guy coming right. into the theater? Like they they stopped the movie and everything. Like yeah. he yeah. walks in, the lights turn on, the fucking movie stops. I'm like, all right, so this guy knows somebody like who works in the theater. And he's got like the <laughs> right. I'll, I'll put my hand up. You stop the movie real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you got it like that. Uh, he starts kicking some butt. Yeah. It's all people who don't know how to fight. Right. Um, that guy in the tank top comes running down. Tank top dude comes running down. <laughs> Um, but uh, all the while, uh, I think it's like Way of the Dragon is playing in, yeah. in the background of uh, Bruce Lee, uh, Chuck yeah. Norris. Um, what, what's uh, funny is how many actually yeah. fucking kung fu? Like everybody's jumping around, jump kicking and fucking. Like, or seriously, like how many people in New York City actually know karate or kung fu? Like I, this seems like an excessive number. In one yeah, movie. he bites the guy's ankle like that. That is not a kung fu move. Right. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I didn't look this up, but isn't Shogun uh, like the word Shogun? It doesn't that derive from like J uh, Japanese, like samurai, like the it, Shogun was like the boss of the samurai or something. I think so. So it's yeah. just like, all right, you're a. You're like a karate kung fu guy, but you're right. samurai too. How does that work? Um, okay, so uh, da, 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 beats up the people, telling them to be quiet. Uh, Lee, Bruce Leroy, and uh, oh, he, he looks like uh, Kung Lao from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. He's got like <laughs> that big hat. So, yeah. um, well, show enough fighting all the dudes in the theater. You see Bruce Leroy sneak out the back door, um, and then I believe we go to seventh heaven 
Is that where we go next? No, we go to, and this is like, I even wrote in my notes, like, I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> we got a dude we haven't met in the movie yet. We come to find oh. out he's Eddie Arcadian getting dressed, fixing a tuxedo, yep. fixing his bow tie in the mirror. <clears throat> the camera kind of pans over to this chick on the couch who's like listening to a Walkman, fucking singing some stupid song or whatever while she's playing with her, painting her nails or something. And then it pans over to like this other dude who opens a freezer and pulls out like half a dead pig. Yeah, what was up with that? And like, what was with like the weird fish tank yeah, that had know. like a monster in it that they never addressed? He takes like the back half of a pig that was in his freezer and it's all like bruised up and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, it looks like all moldy. Yeah, it doesn't even look good, but he sticks it in this tank that we don't even know what's in there. Like, but he sticks it in there, fights with it for a couple seconds, and then pulls out just like a clean bone. Whatever's in there, fuck that thing up. It was so random. Yeah, it was just and, like weird. They kind of go back to that weird fish tank thing later, but didn't really pay off. Yeah, you still um, don't. You still never find out what's in it. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was a weird one. I wrote down in my notes like, "What WTF is that?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so transitioning into like the next little sequence. Um, this was weird. Like all of us, like we're in this kung fu movie. All right. And then all of a sudden it feels like I got transported back to like 1985, 1990. And I'm watching MTV right. for like a good 10 minutes, not 10 minutes, yeah. it was probably like five minutes. We yeah. see like a full video of El DeBarge. Um, what the heck was that? Mo uh, that name of that song. Uh, oh, I Rhythm of the night. Rhythm of the night. Um, <laughs> Rhythm in the Night music video, and I believe that was like the debut. Like the song yeah. came out, but the video, the music video came out in this movie. Yeah. Not hundred percent on that, but I think that's where it went. Um, so this Seventh Heaven is kind of like a, the this movie's version of like Soul Train. You know, it's like a yeah. live video show, um, and the host is Laura Charles. She's like the chick that Bruce Leroy like falls in love with, or, you know, he saves her from being mugged in the next scene. Something like that. Um, yeah. yeah um, here. She, she's definitely the love interest. Um, yeah. And this scene was kind of like weird when I was taking notes, because it bounces back and forth between the club where the, the show takes place and where it's being shot and where the music video is and Eddie and like his thug, whose name is rock because I guess he's a retired fighter. Yeah. that they called the great white hopeless because he couldn't win a fight oh my God. <laughs> um, and then you know it keeps bouncing kind of back and forth because Eddie's trying to get his girl to become like a famous pop star so he wants this club to play her video but it doesn't quite work out how Eddie thinks it's going to yeah it's she's, she's like a like a like a discount Madonna yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a ridiculous outfits and hairstyles right i mean it depends on on your taste but to me it wasn't very good looking she's right. just like a blah kind of normal like yeah. average looking she's kind of older yeah kind of older too i was like she's kind of like 40-ish like like yeah like late 30s 40s maybe yeah. um the <laughs> ridiculous 80s hairstyles yeah, um rock's got gold chains like he's mr t um oh, rock 
yeah, yeah so our bag dressed in all bright freaking like jumps jumpers and stuff like fluorescent colors and it's just the, the style is bananas yeah this was <laughs> like this was like if you, you were wearing this that those kind of outfits back then like you were cool like you had right. uh, yo you see the outfit she was wearing I was yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. you wear that today you're gonna get laughed at yeah. um Okay, uh, Rhythm of the Nights. <laughs> Moving into the next scene, um, well, you know, a little bit more with like Eddie Arcadian and them talking about him. Oh, here we go. Random, fucking random as shit <laughs> cameo. William yep. H. Macy, as I think his character's name was JJ. Yeah. And I think Eddie Arcadian, our bad guy, is uh, blackmailing JJ william h macy into for, for something i don't know why they don't really address it you just yeah. see william h macy like i need you to talk to this guy i need you to take a meeting and watch this video yeah. like please you need to help me out like i'm in trouble and she's like no no it's not a good idea yada yada uh, his her hairstylist is trying to you know frick, all he's doing <laughs> is just like scrunching her hair and shooting hairspray all over the place <laughs> her hair looks no different right dude's it's working on it the whole time and nothing changes with her hair <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, I wrote down a ridiculous 80s hairstyle. <laughs> it seems like Eddie's trying to get like that dude must know the, the host of the show and is trying to get his girl's video played on the show. Right. By, so threat, it's like, by threatening this guy. Right. If you can get your video on Seventh Heaven, aka Soul Train, yeah. you're gonna be famous and the the next morning. Right. Um so he he's not taking no for an answer pretty much like later in the movie when yeah um so there's a little more dancing i think she even does like a little number and yeah. the song that she does it's, it's just ridiculous like her her pitch is like all over the place i'm not saying yeah. she's a bad singer it's just the song was weird yeah. like she's doing all these weird like dance moves yeah. and flipping around and and then like stopping to say like hey then tonight on the show blah blah right. blah and then getting back in the, oh, oh, like just <laughs> it was so weird um, but hey, I ain't gonna lie, she looks good doing it, man. She's right. just yep. sitting there shaking her thing. Hell yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> um, I I think the last thing I wrote on this page was kiss my converse. So I think uh that's the next scene. Our, our yeah. next scene coming up, we have uh show enough, I guess he's trying to track down Bruce Leroy. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry, yeah, backtrack. Yeah, yeah. So she leaves, like she leaves the club after after the show's over and just happens to walk into Bruce Leroy on the sidewalk. Like he's walking by and he's he is uh suitably impressed <laughs> when he sees her. And they kind they make eye contact as she continues eye contact after she gets in her car and is driving away. So they, they kind of have a moment and they got a connection there. Right. And it's it's, it's nice that this was a good moment for the movie. I'm like, all right, all right, cool. Not bad. You know, acting without acting. Yeah, um, it's all eyes. But then you find out after she drives around the corner because she's in the back of a limo, but it's a different driver. And you find out that she's actually they're trying to kidnap her to take her to Eddie to make her watch the video. Oh, that that she, guy who's the driver. Oh, where did I have it? Um, what the heck? Chaz Palmateri, I think. Um, he is he's yeah. like a he's like a, a wise guy uh he's in a bunch of like late 90s uh early thousand movies and you know 80s yeah. so she's getting she's getting kidnapped 
she escapes from the car and there's like three dudes trying to get her back in the car and Bruce Leroy shows up and whips all their asses. Yeah, this is pretty cool. He just yeah. kicks ass. Yeah. Oh, dude, there's this one part right at the end of this where the bad guy comes up to him and he like does a move and puts the guy through the window and the window was rolled down. <laughs> like they didn't have look, it's right, it's right here. He kicks him. Yeah. The guy comes at him and he pushes him through. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna rewind it real quick. Watch this part. So he fights this guy, right? Hold on, hold on. He's like on the sidewalk behind the car when he fights this guy. He knocks this guy out, the dude, the dude with the knife. And then the next scene, the next camera angle, he comes running from the wrong direction. Oh, like, like man, he came running right. from across the street somewhere and kicks the yeah. dude you're talking about. He comes <laughs> running into frame. Yeah. When it should have been the other way around. Oh, God. Yeah. That's and then he throws him through the downed window. <laughs> throws him through the downed window, and the guy's just like, oh, my stomach. Yeah. And he's down. He's down and out. Yeah. <laughs> and he mops up the last guy. guy, and they all, you know, kind of get back in the car and, and escape because they realize they can't beat this dude. But um, it's just like a really like kind of corny fight scene. Because of like some of those things, like he's coming, for, he runs into camera from the wrong angle. He throws the dude through an open window. Um, <laughs> oh man! You know, he helps her up. All her stuffs on the ground. He he gets a cab for her, and then he disappears. Like she's talking to him while she's still gathering the rest of her stuff, and he's just gone. Oh uh, yeah. He and then the door for her. yeah, before, yep. the, before the cab pulls away, she looks down and sees his medallion on the ground, and she picks it up. Uh, because he lost it during the fight. Yeah, he pulled some Batman shit and just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Um, at this point, I did. I had a note in here. I still don't know what this movie is about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we're a good like yeah, well, like thirty minutes well, into it. What's funny is like I was watching this and my son came up and was like, "Oh, what are you watching?" And I told him, and he was like, "What's it about?" I'm like, "I don't even know how to explain it to you." Like. <laughs> you can either sit down and watch or go away. It's up to you. I don't really care, but I don't know how to tell you what the movie's about to see if you'll be interested. <laughs> like, I, just, I can't explain it to like, you, man. Damn, you had to say that. I don't think I want to watch it. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, so, so the next scene, after she finds his little medallion thing, gets in the cab, drives away, we cut back to Eddie, who's pissed off now. He's sending his thugs to bring the girl in. He's angry because she wouldn't watch it in the first place. He's expecting her to show up. His his girlfriend's all like freaking out and he's yelling at her like, you know, don't bug me. He tells her fix, fix your face. Yeah. <laughs> it's very degrading. Yeah. Um, um, this scene is another scene that kind of switches back and forth between the two groups of people where we're watching Eddie and then we cut back real quick to see Bruce Leroy looking for his medallion. He can't find it anywhere. Um, right. Is he at this point, is he back at his, um, his, uh, his like dojo? No, not yet. He's he goes back to the spa, the spot of the fight to look for the medallion. Oh, right. And he's okay. like looking around on the ground because he knows he dropped it there somewhere and can't find it because she has it. Um, so Eddie's freaking out, waiting for his thugs to bring this girl in. His thugs show up. They're all fucking. They all got their asses kicked. They're all beat up. They're ma they're making excuses because they can't tell Eddie it was just one dude that kicked their ass. So they say it was a bunch of black guys, and then they all turn and look at the one black guy. <laughs> in the crew and he's like uh yeah i guess it was the black the black guys <laughs> oh man but then after this comes the comes the uh he, he tells rock okay now it's your job you go get the girl and bring her back i guess rock's like his his go-to number one 
Right. Enforcer. And they, yeah. And, and, and the way they went about it was a lot like slicker. You know, he yeah. was like dressed. He had like the the audio surveillance van that was that, that looked like a, a like a video crew. And he had like the little headset on when he went to go kidnap her for the second time. Yep. Um, but, you know, go, going back to where we're at in the movie. We we come back to Bruce Leroy training like it looks like a bunch of little kids and you yeah. know I guess like teenagers, yeah. and you know I even wrote down I'm like okay so he's a he's a teacher like he's a yeah. master I thought he was training like okay he's got his own dojo like this is yeah. cool but yeah. like none of this was explained I'm like right. oh, no, just all right sweet yeah. and he's wearing the outfit um uh, one of Bruce Lee's outfits like the all yellow like yeah. jumpsuit with the black stripes on either side um and at, at this point in the movie we see show enough again he shows oh this guy um yeah, what was johnny. his name johnny, johnny yeah. i love johnny he's yeah, great awesome. he doesn't know how to fight <laughs> and he in this part of the movie he says like i've mastered the art of fighting without fighting <laughs> he's talking about how you do like you make like a loud noise you do a yeah. couple like fake move punches to the to the air and do like that bruce lee like Whoa! Yeah, that's yeah. Because like, Asian, so he's just like you know they see him. He, I think he uses the term Oriental, but he's like you see like an Asian dude, and um, yeah, you know, they just assume you know how to fight and they don't mess with you. Yeah. <laughs> so you do a couple little right. moves and make those noises, and you're Asian. Nobody will fuck with you. <laughs> so I don't know how Sh- uh, Show Nuff and his gang found uh, Bruce Leroy's like dojo, but yeah, sure really. enough, he him and his gang pop in. And kind of like insults uh, Bruce Leroy and tells you know kiss my yeah. converse. It's a classic quote. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like he's like challenging him, like you know fight me, you know I'm the master. Like yeah. you know everyone's telling me I got to get through you to be the true master. Yada yada. And they're just you know he's just like pointing at his face, like you're yeah. you're Talking a bum. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and he has, then he has this his girl squad start messing with him. And they're like throwing punches like a couple inches from his face and talking shit to him and whatever. And he's just not moving. He's just standing there taking it, you know, not letting him get a rise out of him. But eventually one of them accidentally like taps him and he like instantly responds and gets into a fighting stance. Yeah. Um, and it's the first time we see him really kind of break his demeanor a little bit. You know, because he's always in control of his emotions and whatever. All right. Okay, so he drops into that stance and then he looks around and realizes his students are watching and he goes back to, you know, being calm. Right. Cause that's not yeah. the, the, right. the way you that's would, not the way, yeah. that. you know, when it comes to Kung Fu, it's about like not causing problems. It's about like defending yourself yep. and, yep. you know, having a calm mind. Whatever, and Stone you know. Up sees it as weakness and is like, yeah, bow to me and that's kiss my converse and, and all yeah. that. And then Johnny steps in and starts talking shit to him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Call them ugly, smelly breath sucker. <laughs> A string bean, Rick James looking fool. <laughs> the insult, oh, the insults had me cracking up. But um, and he's doing his fake kung fu shit because Johnny don't know shit, but he just knows how to act like he knows shit. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, that bites him in the ass. Mm. Um, he gets chased around the dojo. They catch him. And they threaten to hurt Johnny unless he actually kisses his shoe. Um, and when Leroy bends down, he gets, I think, kicked in the face or kneed in the face. Yeah. But, um, and then just uh, like that, he's like, we're going to fight eventually. And they all leave. Like, 
Like, yeah, I was like, like nothing you just do forever. You got them, just fucking fight. Right. You're like, in your face, like, let's go. <laughs> in this scenario, and a lot of other movies, this is the part where the good guy, like, gets his ass beat hard and he's got like a broken something and he's got to recover from that and overcome like his yeah. disability because he don't have his good arm anymore you know something right. like yeah. that nope he's just nope. bad guy shows up yo yeah I'm we're, gonna fight, you. we're gonna fight eventually but not right now yeah <laughs> <At> <laughs> not right now. <laughs> oh man but uh this next scene coming up had me cracking up once again i I, I don't think I laugh so much like it, like enjoying a movie yeah. so much because I remember watching this as a kid and absolutely loving it. I, was, yeah. I loved this movie when I was a kid, you know, 10, 12 years old. Um, so <laughs> we fast forward to the next day and we're having breakfast at uh, – the greenhouse, like Leroy Green's, uh, Bruce Leroy's family, like mom, dad, little brother, yeah. and, and little, little sister. Brother's cool too. Yeah, I, I like I like uh, Richie. I think that's his name. Yeah. Um. So see, this whole time up until now, I'm still thinking in my head when I'm watching this that Leroy was training in like Japan or freaking wherever, China or something, and like came back to New York and was like lost or whatever, like not lost, but like didn't really have a yeah. family to come home to. So I'm like, these must be like, I don't know, foster parents or somebody he befriended or whatever. And he's calling them like mom and dad. And I'm like, super confused. Like who the fuck are these people? <laughs> what, what, what had me was like, you see him climb through the kitchen window. Yeah. Just re- like nothing's wrong. Like this is everyday normal Leroy. Right. Where every morning he climbs through the window, like, oh, hey, mom, hey, dad. Yeah. Like, nobody moved or budged or like thought twice to think, like, hey, what are you doing climbing through the window? Like, yeah, man, it's just, the stairs, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> like what's like, what's wrong with the front door? Right. Like, were you sneaking home from a, a late night out? Like, yeah. No, nah, just now, nah, like climbing through the yeah. kitchen window. The karate kid thing on the roof. Uh, you know, in my experience, of all the windows in any house, the kitchen window is always the most difficult because there's always <laughs> shit in the kitchen. Like, yeah. but you know, whatever's by the window in the kitchen is usually like the blender or the microwave yeah. or some shit like that. Like fucking pots and ladles and <laughs> right, right. And you're knocking shit over, being all loud. Yeah, you don't, don't sneak into the kitchen window. That's a bad idea. Um, parents seemed unfazed, and they don't explain this. Uh, his little brother Richie, coincidentally, ooh, ooh, better honk that horn. Um, <laughs> his little brother uh, Richie, coincidentally, coincidentally, geez, I can't talk, is in a competition to win a date with none other than Laura Charles, our, yeah. you know, our love interest. And, and there's so, a pretty decent sized age gap between him and this chick. Big time. Yeah. He seems like what, 13, 14? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, in her 20s maybe 30 yeah um so we're not even talking like he's a freshman in high school and she's a senior like (laughs) yeah no it's like he's a freshman in high school and she's a fucking adult (laughs) right full-fledged adult she probably has a fucking job and and shit like (laughs) um so i think it was like a dance competition like his little brother was in some kind of competition to win that like opportunity to win a date with her. Like, I think they see it on TV or something. Yep. Um, 
and Leroy recognizes her when he sees the TV. Like that's the girl I just met last night that I saved. And I need, I, he, he knows he needs to find her because he makes the assumption correctly that she has his medallion. So he decides to like, what, like hang out with his brother for the day. Cause he's about yeah. to go down to the studio what? and try out. Yeah. So, so Mr. Green is a, uh, Leroy Green senior, I guess. Yeah. Runs a pizza shop. Daddy Green's pizza. And, um, so the kids, I guess, have to go in the morning and open up the shop. So Leroy and his little brother go to open up the pizza shop and they're talking about women. And, you know, Leroy's kind of a goody two shoes. He doesn't know anything about girls. Um, and his little brother, who's probably four or five years younger than him, at least, is giving them all like telling them like you ain't ready for a woman like that. You wouldn't know what to do with it and all, all this right. kind of stuff. <laughs> How is this conversation like? Right, <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> like the little, the young little kid is giving yeah. him like life advice. Or yeah, so they're supposed like, to go to the to the to the club later for this contest, and. Or maybe it's just a concert. I don't know. But they're supposed to go to the club later where she's going to be at. And the little brother saying, like, I'm not taking you with me. You know, you'll make, you know, you're going to make me look bad because, you know, you're weird and whatever. (laughs) He finally tells the fine, I'll take you. But you're going to have to carry me on your shoulders and wrap the whole way. (laughs) Yeah, that was so random. I'm like, why is he carrying him on his shoulders? And then he's like, all right, just. Just, just yeah. remember, you're not my brother. Okay? Right. Like, huh? What? Just, just, you're not my brother. Okay. <laughs> just yeah. Don't want nothing to do with Leroy. <laughs> I guess this was like, like to him, to Richie, Leroy's whole like Bruce Lee persona was like bullshit. You know, yeah. like, like come on, dude. Like you're trying to be Bruce Lee. Right. Like you're wearing the outfit. You, you talk like him. But I'm pretty sure you can't fight to save your life. Like you've right. probably never seen him fight. You know, yeah. he's just like, God, my, my, that's my crazy brother. You know. Right. So right now to him, his brother's just a fucking weird guy who runs around in pajamas and like, <laughs> right. He's, like the whole get up, the shoes, yeah, the pants, everything. everything. Um. So yeah, we see them walking. He's, he's got Richie on his shoulders, holding a freaking yeah. boombox. Uh, <laughs> I think they make it down to the studio, yep. and. uh I think I saw a sign like tickets for five bucks, yeah. you know, back in 85. Yeah. I mean, what, that's probably like 20, 30 bucks today. A five yeah. ticket. Um, seventh heaven. Yeah. Dance contest. Yep. Um, Saturday, 5 PM, $5 tickets. Uh, Richie decided, yeah, I ain't waiting in line. We're going to go around the side entrance where I know somebody, you know what I mean? I yep. can get in, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so this is where he tells him like, yeah, you remember you're not my brother. And at this point in the movie, this is where uh, Laura Charles actually does get kidnapped successfully by, I think it was Rock. Yeah. Maybe someone else like driving the van or something. Um, So yeah, Leroy witnessed uh, Laura get kidnapped. And then it just like this had me cracking up. So she gets kidnapped and then it cuts to um, a bad guy, Eddie and Rock and, uh angie i think her name is and laura charles sitting there in this in i guess arcadian's like lounge and watching a video and it it just seemed to me like like nothing was wrong i'm like like are they gonna tie her up or like she doesn't look like she's like (laughs) 
she looks bored. Yeah, she looks bored. She's like, yeah. okay, this weird white guy is making me watch this stupid wannabe Madonna video. Yeah. And like, dude, like the way her head keeps poking in and out of frame, yeah. like in the actual <laughs> music video, I'm like, what is she doing? This is so dumb. Oh my god, this is great. Yeah. Oh my so, god. like, after when Leroy sees her get kidnapped. He finds the clipboard that Rock dropped, and it says Eddie Arcadian Production. So that's how he knows where to track her down at. Yeah. Um, you know, so they're watching the video, and Eddie's all excited. His girl's all excited. All of Eddie's people are excited. They they love the video, right? Yeah, they're all sitting around clapping. Or even people are to love the video because Eddie will kill him if. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so everybody's having a good time except for Laura. Because she's like, this is fucking stupid. Like, why'd you drag me here for this? And she just looks mad, like she's ready to go. <laughs> you know, hands are crossed, yeah. legs are crossed. She's just got a pissed off look on her face. Like, yeah. why am I here right now? This is ridiculous. I would never play this in a million years. Yeah, she's got this look <laughs> on her face, like if you took your girl out to a nice dinner and then pissed her off when you got there, and she's just sitting there staring at you with. Yep, like like, like you made <laughs> your girl wait a half hour. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> But this uh, again, this thing, this had me cracking up. This next little transition, we're watching the video. Uh, she she refuses to, you know, play the video on her show, the the Seventh Heaven, and Eddie's like freaking out. Like you see his face turn, like from happy to, what the fuck did you just say? Like you're not gonna play my video? Like yeah, yeah. You get a glimpse into how crazy Eddie really is. Yeah. But let's let's give Laura some props because she ain't fucking scared at all. Right. Like she was dragged off in a van by four dudes to see this crazy guy who looks like he's gonna kill her. And she's just like, Yeah, fuck off, dude. I'm not playing this shit. This <laughs> this video sucks. <laughs> and at this point, he um he's getting like all worked up and pissy to yeah. the point where it looks like he's about to hit her or do something, you yeah. know, wrong to, to Laura. And <laughs> Enter Ninja Leroy. Yeah, he kicks the door in and we got a fucking ninja. And I'm I'm watching this. And I'm like, is that Leroy the first time? Because like you don't even really know at first. Like it's got to be right. But like you've never seen him in a fucking ninja outfit before. Yeah. And he's got like throwing stars or something. And Eddie goes, who the hell is this guy? We didn't order takeout. <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that one <laughs> like when you order chinese food do they normally kick your door in to fucking deliver it? <laughs> it's like uh, it's funny he does like the 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 bruce lee like stomp twist yeah. and crunch like yeah. crunch um <laughs> but that, what had me cracking up was the throwing stars i'm like what did you is yeah. throwing stars? Um, and and I, I was talking about this scene to a co-worker and I was like, yeah, the part where he comes in with throwing stars, the little ninja stars, and he's throwing them around, kicking butt. And my co-worker told me that the ninja stars, throwing stars, weren't a real thing. They were they were like made for movies. And I'm oh, like, really? oh, really? I'm like, I didn't know that. And if yeah, it's true, cool. I, I can get it. Yeah. But I want to say it's a real thing. Because like know. I've seen like TV shows like a, like there was this one show about like uh, uh like weapons for like warriors of certain time periods and I was pretty yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure like samurai and ninja and they they covered like all of those guys and ninja stars were in there somewhere but yeah I could totally believe that like yeah that makes sense I could see it's for you know 
for, for movie purposes. And oh, remember that uh, fish tank we were talking about earlier? <laughs> so Bruce Leroy grabs Eddie Arcadian, dunks his head in there, and you know nothing happens. Just right. so, just so called monster didn't do anything. Well, uh, he's got a cut on his forehead. He's got one little cut. That's, oh yeah, he uh, does. Yeah, it's gonna pan back to a close up of Eddie's face, and you can see like right between his eyes, there's like one little cut. Um, <laughs> I actually can't even see it from this angle. Maybe it's the next one. Unless I just fucking made that up when I watched it the first time. Nope, there it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That tiny little. Yeah, tiny. Like, it looks like he cut himself shaving. Like, it's so small. Right. <laughs> it's like, nobody treats me that way. Yeah. Like, geez. So, okay. So, Bruce Leroy, he gets uh, Laura out of there. He saves her, takes her back home. And uh, he gets his medallion back. You know, she's, you right. know, they're having a little convo back and forth. Uh, she she gives him his his Bruce Lee medallion, and yeah. you know she clearly looks attracted to him, like one hundred percent, like without a doubt. Like yeah, she's into him. Yep. Um, she gives him back the medallion, and I I forget what they like say. Maybe there's like some kind of back and forth. Yeah. But he does another like Batman, and he just disappears. I think. Oh, no, no, not in this one. This one, like they sit on the couch, and she says something like, "Are you thirsty?" and blah blah blah. And he starts getting nervous because I think he's starting to realize that, you know, she's, she might be attracted to him or, or maybe he's just attracted to her and doesn't know how to talk to a girl. Um, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That, yep. But he starts, getting, he starts getting nervous and then mumbles something about cocks crowing and says he has to leave. And then he starts bumping <laughs> in the kid on the way out. Like he knocks that fucking thing over on the table or. <laughs> oh, and she's looking at him like, dude, like trying to hook up, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah, he trips over the couch. Yeah. And, and he, he bows, bows to her. And, like, yeah, and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then we have another like crazy transition where you don't know what the fuck is going on again because this scene cuts into three Asian dudes we haven't seen yet like singing, dancing, and singing on the street. Dude, the best part about this is they were... Okay, so this was like a role reversal where we got Bruce Leroy acting like an asian and then we got these three guys the three asians acting like a black guy they're like dancing to to hood music and like right. playing crap and talking to each other like hey what's up my brother yeah. you know yep. saying weird you know and it's like, like super over the top like stereotype black guys like like yes yeah yeah that, that that's the word i was looking for yeah. were, like stereotype 80s black guy like that's who these three Asian guys are like emulating. He's like, yeah. what is happening? And then uh, we have Bruce Leroy showing at uh, showing up out of nowhere. Um, I think he sees like the sign to, yep, yeah, he sees the sign yep. to the to the place, and it's some dumb goy, the yeah. fortune fortune cookie. Yeah, it's like yep. a fortune cookie factor. Yeah. Yep. And he comes in asking, you know, hey, you know, I want to talk to the master. Blah blah blah. And they kind of like shoo him off. They're like, hey, man, get out of here. You know, the master's not here. He's busy. You know, he don't got time for you. Um, right before they go back inside, the last dude says, hasta la pasta. Hasta la pasta. Oh, my God. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but they basically make fun of him. Like, they take his hat and are making fun of him. The, the Asian dude makes fun of Leroy in a Chinese accent, like a stereotype Chinese accent, wearing the hat. <laughs> it's like the weirdest back and forth. <laughs> yeah so they they turn him away saying you know no master here yep. and then all of a sudden they say you know 
the master sees no one yeah. until he's ready or something like that. I'm like, yeah. well, wait a minute, there's no master? But yeah. then you say he only talks to people when he wants it. Like, ah, oh, I'm so confused. Right. Um, but then, boom, another quick transition out of nowhere. And we're back at uh, yeah. uh, Mr. Green's Pizza Shop. And show enough and his gang show up, or, yeah. or they were already in there. I, they're I don't already know there to... when we went back to them. Yeah, when we go back, they're just standing there, like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking for Leroy yeah. Green, and you know, Dad says, "Yeah, that's me." Right. And you know, I, no, I ain't looking for you. Oh, you must be looking for Junior. You know, my son. Blah blah blah, and he tells them, like, "Oh, tell him I'm, I was looking for him, or I, I was really." like beat up about it and then they start to like destroy the shop in a yeah, sense. Yeah. Um I think mom throws like a, a thing of uh pizza bread, dough pizza yeah. dough at one yeah. of the bad guys I wanna kill you like really over some pizza dough. Um and I think okay so in the background we have Angie Eddie's Eddie Arcadian's like uh music chick on yeah. in a TV in the background. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so he's trying desperately to get her on Seventh Heaven, right? But he's already got her. Well, and here's the part I don't understand is like that looks like a weird kind of jukebox, right? Like it's it's unique, um, right? Like a music video kind of machine Eddie has in his place. So I don't know if Eddie's just distributing these fucking machines that only play his (laughs) his chick's video. Because when they break, when they start trashing the pizza shop, right? And at the very end, like, Shonoff's like, why are you playing? Like, why are you playing this shit? And breaks the machine. And, and Leroy Green's like, that's not even mine. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, like a, I don't know where this random jukebox came from. That's like the only other place in town you can see this dumbass music video. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, a lot of establishments are like that where... Um, if you see like an arcade machine or any kind of like machine like that, if the person uh, who owns that like building, they, they like rent, uh, they don't, they like rent their space out. Like yeah. some guy selling arcades or has arcade machines. It's like, Hey, can I put my arcade machine or my jukebox machine in your store or establishment? And you can keep, you know, 30% of everything we make. So, you know, once a month I'll stop by and grab all the quarters or dollar bills that are pumped into there. You know, that's how they, you know, work it out. But yeah, this thing looks, it actually looks pretty cool. It's a jukebox, but it plays music videos. Or at least plays that one music video. Back in 1985, that was, I was like some freaking high tech shit. (laughs) But the the little little brother starts talking shit to Shonoff. Shonoff just picks him up and throws him in the trash can. Oh, right. <laughs> like head first, <laughs> just dunks him in. Um, <laughs> and then he basically tells, tells the father, like, you, t- you know, tell him to name the place. But, you know, basically, I'm not going anywhere until he fights me. But tell him to name, name the yeah. time and place, and I'll yeah. be there. Tell Leroy to name the place. <laughs> now he's got to fight me. I'm like, yeah. uh, I mean, not really. And I got, yeah. you showed up to my dad's store and trashed it. Yeah. I'm just, all right. Like, I mean, in the real world right now, somebody calls the cops, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Going like, dude, to jail for this guy named Stronar who's in Harlem <laughs> shouldn't be too hard to find. <laughs> Came here and destroyed my fucking pizza place and threw my so kid in the trash. It seems like moments later, uh, Bruce Leroy shows up 
to yeah. the pizza shop and like they were like just pulling Richie out of the trash can. He's got spaghetti in his hair. Mom and dad got their stupid outfits on and uh, Richie pretty much calls him out and yeah. he tells him like straight up like you're a coward for not yeah. fighting him and like get, fuck, like, go leave, go meditate or something. <laughs> like, yeah. yep. Get out of here. Um. Yeah, just... So then, like, it wouldn't be a, a kung fu movie or any kind of martial arts movie or, or fighting movie if we didn't have some sort of, I'll have a brief, training montage. Right. Yep. So that's what we yep. get to next after after the pizza shot. You know, he gets a little touching moment with his mom where she feels bad for him and gives him a hug. Leroy's crying. Yep. His Lost his brother's respect because his brother thinks he's a coward. And then <laughs> we cut to the dojo and he's just taking out his frustration on the heavy bag. Yeah. Um. And like, it's, the, it's like really the first time where you've seen him lose his cool. Like he lost it briefly, but he, you know, for a second or two when the girl accidentally punched him in the face. But here he's right. like really upset and just like going hard on the heavy bag. Yeah, um, he's working up a full sweat. Yeah. And then, then the pop star chick shows up, Laura. And all, I wrote pop star because I couldn't remember her name for all my notes. So the whole, every one of my notes. Yeah, same. I, I had Laura for like, the first six pages of my notes because I couldn't yeah. remember her last name until someone said it. I'm like, oh, and I started filling it at Charles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My notes say pop star. So if I say pop, pop star, star, I'm talking about Laura. But yeah, pop star shows up and she, uh, she's like, you know, so I've been attracting a lot of weird people lately. And, you know, I think I need a bodyguard. And like, you know, I wanted to know if you would guard my body, she said. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, like, Oh, like this happens in a lot of movies where a guy is put in this situation and you as the audience member are sitting there like, what are you thinking? Right. Like, right. say yes. Yeah, like you're dumb, dude. <laughs> like she is smoking hot. Yeah. She's like, you know. And, and she's clearly interested. Like, Right. Not, <laughs> she's not coming up to you like, spirit. hey, like, I want you to be my bodyguard. I need a bodyguard. She's like, no, I, I like you, dude. I want you around me. Like that's what she's saying. She she said, you know, you know, if I need a bodyguard, what's better than having a kung fu master? And he's like, I'm no master. And she's she said, you sure look like a master to me, right? (laughs) Like a little wink smile, like twirling her hair with her finger. Pick up the signs, brother. Like, (laughs) come on, yeah. And then Johnny comes in and provides a little bit of comic relief at the end of the scene. Um, He's all he's all geeked out about meeting her and. She said it was nice to meet him too, and he's all excited because he met her. Um, Dude, I'm not sure if this was like during this little conversation where she's asking him to to be the bodyguard, but he says something like, and I, I couldn't catch it. I, I should have turned the subtitles on for this part so I could get exactly what he said, but he says something like, There's much I must do. I cannot help you. And I'm like, What? Yeah. What did you just? You can't help, man. You need to yeah. get your shit together. Just open your eyes, man. It's right in front of you. Right, right. It's love. Um, because like Levi, he's always talking in riddles. It just yeah. makes no sense half the yeah. time with this dialogue. He, he speaks fortune cookie. He's really like, yes, yes. <laughs> thank you. He speaks dumb, some dumb goy. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> dude, if she, if Laura asked me to be her bodyguard, yep. Yeah. When do I start? Right, right. now? Where are right. we going? Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so then the next scene is they're, I don't know where they are now. It looks like they're in some uh, kind of bar or club, but yeah. Rock is interviewing new thugs and they have fucking resumes. 
Like they're oh yeah, like an unemployment yeah. line for criminals. Like that. yeah, it's like uh, kind of. I mean, like they, they kind of did this in uh, Deadpool, but but it was cool yeah. in that movie and Deadpool too. Yep. Um, and I think during this scene, we get another ridiculous Angie music video. Yeah. And I couldn't even tell you what's going on in the video. It's just, I, it's, yeah, I'm her just head just popping in the bottom head. right corner and like, <laughs> right. Or like they're, they're showing a camera angle where the camera's down on the ground looking under the bed and you see yeah. her head pop down yeah, <laughs> to look under the bed. Yep. And she's got these weird, like, it's like a weird looking bra where it looks like two drums are covering her tits. Yeah, I, I like, think it's supposed to be headlights. Headlights. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, it's just fucking God. weird, man. Like it makes no sense. She's got a bunch of like bicycle reflectors in her hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like little little red reflectors and orange reflectors and shit that would go on a kid's bike. She's got a and her hair is like 18 plate. different colors. Yeah, she's got a license plate <laughs> on her butt. Like yeah. oh, God, what are they doing to this poor girl? Yep. <laughs> um at, at this point i did write down what city are we in but i forgot early early on when show enough pops in he says he's the shogun of harlem where's harlem new york you know i didn't yep. put two and two together so they right. did establish where we are <laughs> we're in yeah. new york if anyone's wondering um uh, so the girlfriend is um i don't know i i don't think i ever remembered her name this whole movie but um, I had to look it up. It's Angie. Angie. Okay. Yeah. So Angie's like kind of depressed. Doesn't think she's going to be famous. Like they f- figure she's failing as a pop star um, because she is. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. no, we're going to make this shit work. And she's like, you know, I'm scared what you might have, what you might do and blah, blah, blah. I don't want you to kill anybody. And they get into a big fight because Eddie's like, you don't appreciate the, what I'm doing for you. And she's like, I don't want you to kill anybody. Like it's not worth all that. And he pretty much insults her, like where she comes from, like without me, you'd be nothing and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. she gets mad and walks out. Right. She, her character, I honestly, I think her character is the only character in this movie that has um, some kind of like arc or right. turn. Yeah. You know, she goes from not bad, but she goes from like, bad to good because she goes to warn Bruce Leroy at some point. But doesn't actually really do it. I think she ends up telling Johnny or something yeah. like that, and Johnny gets the gang together to go help him. Yada yada. Yep. Um, but we get. I think the next scene come. It's coming up in a second. Uh, Laura brings Leroy to the studio, and this oh, yeah, part was scene. pretty cool. Um, we have a quick little scene before that where Brock oh, and Eddie Shogun. track down Shogun, and they're basically recruiting him. Shogun says, "I'll do it for free. Just make sure you get him to the place." But Shogun doesn't even want the money. He just wants to fight Leroy. Right. So uh, that's right. Okay. Now it's making sense. I forgot about the whole. Uh, yeah. It's a quick little scene. It's like um, two minutes, I think. Yeah. It's like Shonuff was like the last guy on their list to interview for, yeah. you know, bad guys. And yep. he's like, oh, I know Bruce Leroy. <laughs> yeah. um, so, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize this. Uh, Bruce Leroy is in a different outfit this time. Instead of the all black, he's kind of got like a silvery. Yeah. This one's like a fancy one. Silk. Like he got dressed up to go see her today, and then, yeah, right. then chickened out right before he could ring the doorbell. But turns around and she's there on the sidewalk. So yeah, he got, he got caught up anyway. <laughs> um, and then he explains yeah. the final mission, where his body will start to glow and he like transcends. Oh right, right. And she's like, "Don't go anywhere," and she just like runs inside. And then next thing you know, is they're in a car driving down the street and. 
the whole car conversation is like super awkward. <laughs> right, because he's doing the whole like, oh, a friend of mine yeah, yeah. has a girl problem and right. never had sex. I mean, you know, it's a friend, it's not me, right, it's right. a friend. It's one of those moves on her. Right. <laughs> uh, the whole time again, you're 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 an audience member looking at him or saying to him, like, come on, dude, yeah. just pull and the he, start, he starts telling her like he does not even have a he does not even have a paintbrush. And she's like, what are you talking about? Dude? Right? <laughs> and he's like, the, for the art of making love, he doesn't have a paintbrush. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, well, I would love to show you some moves, Leroy. And he's like, oh, no, no. Is it hot in here? They're in a convertible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And what else? They said something else. Oh no, that's right. They they get to the seventh heaven studio, and you know they they met what two nights ago or yeah. the night before. Okay, so when when they get back to the studio, she's like, "I got a surprise for you," or something like, or like you know, wait right here, and I'll be right back. And next thing you know, we see like uh, a mashup, like music video. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It was, it was like Bruce Lee footage from a couple different Bruce Lee movies intertwined yeah. with some music from the movie. Um, and I, I guess, you know, to, to touch on the music real quick for this film, you know, we said it was produced by uh, Barry Gordy, you know, Motown records. And, you know, that, that, that was a big deal because, you know, they didn't have to get any licensing for music rights they just use their own music. You know, we got our own music studio. Let's just use right. our own shit. Um, so, you know, I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, it is. Um, so while that's going on too, we got the little brother and his friends coming to the studio. Oh God, the little fat chubby white guy. Yeah. Like but, and for the record, I don't think he's really a staff sergeant in the Marine Corps, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's got the jacket on. The he got like four different rank insignias on a denim jacket. <laughs> and, uh, but, um, right. Yeah, so they get there and like, you know, he's talking, you know, they're little brothers just being the little brother, you know, he's kind of cocky and like he's going to get his lady and whatever, but they can't even get inside the building. <laughs> well, so while, you know, she's showing them the music video with Bruce Lee and like, and she's kind of dressed to impress him too. If you notice her outfit is very Asian themed in this scene. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. She's got some silk on. Yeah. Like, her little Asian, like, yeah, writing. Yeah, yeah. Designs around the collar. And mm -hmm. so, so at it, this point, she dressed up for him for this scene. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So at the this whole time, like, this uh, Bruce Lee footage is going on, and we got the music in the background. Leroy starts to like uh, fanboy, you yeah, know, he's yeah. like, and you know, I don't know about you, but I've certainly done this before <laughs> where you're, where you're standing in front of the TV and yeah. you're like mimicking Bruce Lee and yep. you're like throwing punches and doing this and doing that. and <laughs> like, I've done that. I don't know about you. I'm sure plenty yeah. of other guys have done this before. Yeah. yeah. But that's what he's doing. Bruce Leroy, he's got his like stance on, he's throwing elbows and throwing yeah. jabs and punches. Oh, so he's loving it, you know. Um, but back to Laura, I'm like, okay, they met last night. 
where did she find the time to make this right. mixtape for yeah. him? Yeah. You know, and she just had that that uh, little Asian outfit on standby at right. the studio. Yeah. Like, In the case you ran into a Kung Fu Masters, you like. So that's going on. The kids finally find a way to break into this into the studio. Laura's still oh, waiting right. for like that first kiss moment. Like she feels right. like it's coming, but it's like. She's practically on top of him. Yeah. But he's but still he's watching still, Bruce Lee. Yeah, he's still geeking out over Bruce Lee and doesn't even like realize. <laughs> um, until there's a scene where Bruce Lee kisses the girl. No, that's right. And then like that's, that's his right. that's his like inspiration, like, oh, I can do that too. Yeah, Bruce, right. Can yeah, Bruce can do it. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because the it's it's a tiny, tiny plant that takes uh, that that happens like a minute later, yeah. you know, oh, he sees Bruce Lee kiss her. Okay, I'm gonna kiss her. And yeah. then he sees Bruce Lee uh wear a disguise to get into yep. the bad guy thing. Hey, I should do that. And that's what yeah. he does in the movie. He puts on a disguise to go try to find the master again. And you know, this that's this scene coming up was hilarious because uh yeah. you know, I want I, I want to wait till we get to it before we talk about right. it, but that whole scene between uh, him, him and and the three Asian guys right. playing craps. Classic. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Um, so so yeah, they so have a nice kiss. Bruce Leroy kisses her. Little brother just got into the studio. They just found a way to snuck in and witnesses it. Now he's pissed because that's his. That's you know in his mind that's yeah. his lady. Um, at some point, doesn't he say, "Get off my woman"? Like to a so. bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, first he leaves all pissed off. Um. And then that's when Leroy gets the idea for the plant for the disguise. And he's like, I got to go because I got a mission or whatever the fuck. Um, and then like little, the little brother made it like halfway down the street. And then he turns around and he's going back and his friends ask him where he's going. And he says to claim what's mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. like, dude, she don't even know who you are, bro. Like, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh, man. So, um, oh, he, he sees that thing where, uh, you know, hey, Bruce Lee wore disguise. I'm going to do the same thing. And he gets out of there. And then a quick little line had it made me laugh where uh, Bruce Lee Roy's gone. And you <laughs> see Laura say, thanks a lot, Bruce. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I should have made that mixtape. I probably would right. be getting some boom boom right now. <laughs> um, so, you know, right after this, I think she gets kidnapped again. Right? Does, yep. Any, any oh, and no. all and the, and the thugs show up and grab her and and the little brother shows up just in time to kind of see it and that's when he says like get your hands off my woman or whatever uh that's right and they snatch and both it, of them yep they, okay so they take laura and richie yep um, all right so f- yeah bad guys kidnap laura richie tries to help they take him too yeah this is the part get off my woman <laughs> <laughs> so uh we we get to leroy he's he's got a disguise on and he's got a, a pizza with him, so he's gonna he's gonna look like he's delivering a pizza. Yep. And he he gets to some dumb goy fortune cookie shop, knocks on the door. You know the three Asian guys are inside. They're shooting some craps. They hear the knock, and they and they're arguing over how to play craps because yeah. hey man, it says it right here in the in the booklet. You know, you owe me money or whatever. Um, <laughs> Uh, that I love this little part too, where uh, Leroy's outside, like practicing his lines. Right. You know, <laughs> he's like, hey, "What it is? You know what it is? Whatever the heck he was yeah. saying." He says it like five different. Hey, right. my man. Yeah. <laughs> he's just trying to sound cool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's trying to get in to see the master, practicing yep. his lines. 
uh, yeah, we talked about this before, you know, a black guy trying to act Chinese, Chinese guy trying to act black, hilarious. Yeah. Well, and what's um, funny during that whole thing, too, is like, obviously his disguise doesn't work, right? Yeah. So they're like, aren't you, aren't you the same guy? And Leroy says, no, we all just look alike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was dying. Yeah, yeah same. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what most, you know, Americans say about Asians, that they all look alike. Yeah. Yeah, that, that stereotype. But even Dave Chappelle's made that joke about about black guys like yeah you know, whenever like and i forget exactly how the bit goes but he's like when the sketch artist for a crime does it like oh we can just draw this one from memory <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like that's that is that's the that's the stereotype is like you know, yeah man pretty much yeah, any ethnicity sure. they all look alike yeah <laughs> so that line had me so, dying like he used it like the chinese guys are like aren't you that same guy and he's like no nah, we all look alike and they just bought it like yeah okay cool <laughs> like I mean, that makes sense what was funny is he puts Brussels sprouts on the pizza or something like that. Like yeah, bean sprouts. Bean sprouts. Yeah. Like, don't give them what you would eat. So we right. you know, just get some like pepperoni or something. Yeah, you know? no, lovers or something. So, like, it looks like they're about to shoo him out of there again. And they like huddle up and say, maybe, you know, I don't, you don't hear what they say, but it's probably something like, hey, we can get a free pizza out of this or take him yeah. for all his money, play some craps. And they start shooting craps. And <laughs> It does another weird transition to another scene with someone else, but then we go back to them playing craps. So, you know, whoever edited this movie, uh, yeah, they were kind of all over the place. Maybe they were smoking yeah. a little too much of that, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, come on. Stick with one scene or let the scene play out and then transition. Don't give me this, you know, flipping back and forth six times right. between two scenes that only take about two minutes long. Um, because like I'm like writing notes about a scene and then we're in a different scene, but then we're back to the original scene and I'm like, I don't know where I should write this down now. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they're so they're playing they're playing craps and then it switches or they're telling him like what do you how do, do you know how to play craps? And you can tell they're getting ready to scam him basically because he obviously right. doesn't know how to play craps. Um and then it switches to Angie going to the dojo where she finds Johnny, and she's that's basically where she gives the warning of like, you know. Um, they're gonna set you up basically, or whatever. Um, right from seventh heaven, it's a trap, yeah. And it switches back again to oh, <laughs> I think my favorite line from this scene though is she walks in and she's like, You know, I'm looking for I forget what, what, she, what she calls him, I think Mr. Leroy, she calls him. And Johnny's like, You know, he's not here, but how about something in the medium sized Asian? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, and then he does a couple moves and like he does like that little like wiggle where you shake your. You know, like your, your your butt around, and she's like, "Ooh, ooh like she's a little turned on." <laughs> and she warns him, and then I think we're we're back at Arcadian's, uh, his studio, and it's showing another person doing a music video. Yeah, and it's like, "What is happening?" Like, yeah, I thought we were playing. And, and he's like, oh, this video. He's like, his mind is blown when he sees yeah. this video. Fire or something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. So we got uh, Laura and Eddie. Uh, little, little brother Richie tied up. Um, I believe we're in Seventh Heaven Studio. Yeah, that's where we're at. So we're in Seventh Heaven Studio, and a bad guy Eddie Arcadian. He's gonna take over the show. You know, and he's gonna get his his videos out there now, and no one's gonna stop him. <laughs> we switch back to Bruce Leroy and the three guys playing dice, and <laughs> you see them playing hopscotch, and like. What is going on? So 
You three dudes are asking me, we're like, you short us how you play craps? And like, yeah, this is how we play craps in my neighborhood. Right. <laughs> you wanted the soul brother crap, right? It was real shit. This is how we do it. This is how the soul brothers do it. Um, so the, so they draw out like a hopscotch lines with the you know one through ten, and they roll the dice and jump over it. <laughs> and he's still trying to weasel his way to the back so we can talk to the master. Yeah. He shows the guys his medallion, and they're like, "Oh, hey, check it out! He's good, you know. They got a medallion." And I forget what happens. Like they, oh yeah, they, they they're like, "Hey, we're gonna bring you to the master." They take him out to the front door and close it behind him. <laughs> that, the, the classic trick in a book, you know. Hey, you wait right here. I'll be right back. <laughs> he just goes back inside, shuts the door. Um. So you know, Leroy all pissed off. Bust through the door. I guess like, like a, fr- a flying kick or something. He's like, where's the master? And he's in his little kung fu stance. And we find out there never was a master. It was just these three guys who run the shop. And the, the, so, the so-called master is a computer that makes the phrases that you read in a fortune cookie. And it just pumps out phrases all day long. That they, they called the master some dumb guy. And I guess that's the name of the building too, maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but, there, was, there never was a master. Metaphoric too, because his master told him that, like, you know, I'm not your master anymore. You know, basically he's telling him there isn't a master. And then he does all this shit and gets to here and finds out there isn't a fucking master. Right. But he still hasn't like the light bulb still hasn't gone off in his head yet. That like so then this is okay. This next scene is where I realized. He wasn't training in Japan. Like, we're an hour and twenty minutes into the movie, and I'm like, "Oh, that dude is just down the street in New York somewhere." Because Bruce Leroy just <laughs> ran to his house. <laughs> right, but but even still, this setting is it's very you know, um, like it feels like you're back in China or wherever. Because you know his his whole house is it, it just has that feel. You know, it's and, and like he, like Mr. Miyagi. And he got outside the dude's house in the opening scene. Like it looked like he was getting off a boat. So I don't know if this guy lives on a boat or just lives on a, like a little thing on the docks or what. Uh, right. That's right. That, that's probably it. In my mind. That's, yeah. But then here, the dude's house. I'm like, how the fuck? What? What? <laughs> where? Where are we? I don't understand. Yeah, it was very misleading in the very yeah. beginning because you see him walk out of a door and it's you literally see water. He's on the and dock. He walks down a ramp on a dock. You're like, all right, he just get off a boat. Or, yeah. Yeah. He fucking took a boat from like Japan or somewhere, <laughs> Thailand, something. I don't know, but not Brooklyn or wherever the fuck it is that he is. <laughs> so uh, Leroy races back to his master's house and he's you know, very upset, you know, searching for a master who doesn't exist. Um, and y- you find out, you know, master pretty much tells him like in a nutshell really it's you know it's the master inside of him that right. he needs to you know find and you know it's you know all the the corny stuff aside about this movie where did i write it down um all the all the corny stuff aside this movie does have a pretty good message to go behind it yeah um, and, you know, the, the, to me, you know, the message of this film is, you know, to find the strength within yourself to overcome obstacles in life. 
and that's a that's a pretty strong statement like you really think about it like everyone really does have to do that you know life sucks and overcoming shit is just it's just how how it is and you know finding that strength inside of you to 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 do that it's you know it takes a lot sometimes you know and it could be the smallest of things or it could be a really hard you know situation that you're in but Right. Sometimes over overcoming right. something can really make your fucking day go. <laughs> yeah, I agree a thousand percent. Like the the message to me was everything everything you need is already inside you. Like, yeah, to, to accomplish pretty much whatever you you're trying to do. Um, and you know, Leroy just wasted all his time trying to find a fucking fortune cookie computer. <laughs> like he has all the tools he needs. He's good to go. He just didn't realize didn't didn't understand that. Um, the one thing that another thing that I noticed, I didn't even write this in my notes earlier was so Laura found the medallion. They go back to her apartment after he saves her. And she's like, yeah, I'll go get it. She goes in the back and comes back out. And she's like, oh, you mean like that belt buckle thing? And he's like, no, it's really a fucking like sacred medallion or whatever the fuck he says. And so she goes and gets it. But in her mind, it's a belt buckle. And then when he's meeting his, you know, this Walmart Mr. Miyagi guy, he uh, like he asked him like what about the medallion like he's starting to realize everything he told him was bullshit about this whole little quest he's been on and he's like oh it's a belt buckle oh yeah he's like oh i had to give you something it's like oh so i guess it doesn't belong to bruce lee yeah. <laughs> um so i think uh so after this scene where he you know goes back to master after this, I think I think we're back with the bad guys and uh, Laura Richie getting ready for battle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he goes back to the dojo, talks to Johnny a little bit, and I I think he gives him the whole like you know I'm going by myself type yeah. of thing. Oh no 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 no, he says he's gonna come with them, and you know they're getting ready to kick some butt, and he locks him in the closet. I think. Yeah, because yeah, at first Leroy says he's going by himself, and then Johnny's like, no, how, if you go, I go. And Leroy's like, all right, fine. You, you're going to gear up or what? And as soon as he goes in the closet and like, pick out some weapons, he locks them in. <laughs> I like Johnny, man. Because yeah. like later on, dude, he kicks ass. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, by accident. But yeah, he kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Leroy attempts to save Laura. He sneaks in. Uh, okay, so uh, Leroy's on the main stage, right? He's in there. I think it's all dark. And I think even like right before this, we have some weird like Eddie Arcadian saying like, oh, I'm taking over the night, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, this is my show. And he's got this weird evil look in his eye. <laughs> and uh, so we got Leroy Bustin. He's on the main stage and he's surrounded by bad guys. You know, and each one of these bad guys just look more ridiculous than the other. I think I even wrote down. Uh, where'd it go? <laughs> uh it was like Santa Claus with a mohawk. Where'd he go? It was like a big fat guy. Oh, dude. So, okay. So he's surrounded by all these guys and like they start fighting. You know, I, I'm kind of pushing forward a little bit, but I was just like before I lost it. Yeah. There's one part that had me cracking up. Um, the uh, Leroy's got nunchucks, I think, at some point. And he's like, he's kicking ass with the nunchucks and. I'm, I'm sitting there like, yeah, fuck yeah, Leroy, get up. He's, you know, swinging the nunchucks around, kicking butt. And this one big guy, you know, stops him from the nunchucks, grabs the nunchucks, and takes a fucking bite out of him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and then, like, right after that, I think he gets taken down. 
and Leroy's getting beat up by some guy with a chain. He's just got this huge fucking chain. And he's just like being whipped with it. I, I'm like, I'm waiting for this part to pop up. Um, so if, if you are following following along with us right now, we're at the part where it's showing all the bad guys. So Bruce Leroy's in the middle. It's showing all the bad guys around him. <laughs> and they all have lights on their faces like they're holding flashlights. Right. <laughs> are they perfectly standing underneath the spotlight? And they all they have all the most holding... ridiculous outfits. Like, even in yeah. the 80s, nobody dressed like that. That dude's got, like, yeah. fucking shoulder pads and long sleeves. Yeah, one dude had that uh, training uh, helmet on for like yeah. a amateur boxer. That seems like a lacrosse goalie without a jersey. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's got a catcher's freaking thing on. Yeah, <laughs> it's the most ridiculous freaking shit. And then yeah, then Rock tries to shoot him, and Eddie takes the gun, um, which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, so more right? bad guys come out from backstage, and this is where the guy that bites the nunchuck or whatever comes from. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Leroy with the nunchucks starts kicking ass again. And okay, so that guy with the uh, with, with the mask that he just like beat up real quick, I believe that was the uh, like the main f- uh, fight choreographer, like uh, oh, really? Van Cleef or something. Yeah, this guy was like a big deal back in like the 80s, 70s, 80s and 90s. He was like that guy right there whipping him. He oh. was like the fight choreographer. In oh, wow. He was like the guy. Um, so at this point, you know, it looks like Leroy's about to get taken out. And then Johnny and the gang come rushing yep. in. Whole do- to, the whole dojo comes to the rescue. Yeah. The whole dojo within, yeah. you know, a minute's notice. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that little kid. Oh, I forget his name. That kid, that little tiny kid, what, little Asian kid. Same- I didn't look this up or watch this. Is he the same kid from Indiana Jones? Uh, no, but He's that born. kid, he was in. Or my phone, I like how they all look the same moment. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that popped in my head when I was watching this. The, the kid from Indiana Jones was the same kid from uh, Goonies. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, this kid was in Three Ninjas or Surf Ninjas. I'm sorry. I, I, wonder, know I, no, I think Three Ninjas as well. Three Ninjas and oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Three Ninjas was about three little white boys. Never mind. Surf Ninjas. If you've ever seen Surf Ninjas, that kid was in there. I actually really liked that movie when I was a kid. I don't think I have. But yeah, so uh, Johnny and the gang, they come rushing in. They're helping Leroy fight. And this little kid comes out of nowhere. I I wrote down, the little dude! Exclamation point. He's fucking shit up. And then I got another note here. Johnny with the nunchucks! Exclamation point. (laughs) And then I wrote, is that the same pair of nunchucks without the bite in it now? <laughs> he brought his own nunchucks. He was locked in the closet with him. I could have might as well brought a, brought his own with him. And then they're doing so they do like a weird like handshake, like like you see like NBA players doing or like NFL players do when they score a touchdown. I'm yeah. like, yeah, they got a handshake celebration when they knock dudes out. All right, cool. Um so oh, here it is. Mohawk Santa Claus. That's yeah, what I yeah, that dude's weird too at the at the very end. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me back this up a second. I know this isn't good for audio podcast, but Oh, where is it? I just saw like the weirdest thing in the back. I think it's right after this. So the little kid just knocked that dude down. Johnny's swinging the nunchucks around. Leroy's going to give him like a thumb. Oh, right there. What the fuck is happening over here in the left side of the screen? 
from the bottom up. Yeah, that, that looks like an innocent civilian being held down by one of Leroy's dojo yeah. kids. That dude doesn't look like a thug. That dude looks like they just mugged some guy on the street. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a, like the assistant director to the right. to the studio or something. Yeah, like, vice principal of the local high school or <laughs> it's a weird hat. Like, what kind of hat is that? Yeah. Uh, I, I saw that when it's just like I, did, I didn't catch it the first time I, you know when I watched this earlier but just watching it now I'm like wait what the what <laughs> yeah on. if you're wondering that was at like the yeah, hour and 27 minute mark he's his arms up and shaking his head and <laughs> yeah, what's he holding oh, is he holding a torch <laughs> like he's yeah that dude was holding a torch <laughs> <laughs> so so at this point <laughs> At this point, Eddie's like, all right, we're fucking losing, even though I hired all these dudes. Let's get the hell out of here. Him and Rock take the girl. And that looked like Elton John in the background, but him and Rock take the girl. And then the little brother starts breakdancing out of the ropes. Yeah, he starts like pop locking. Yeah. And every little pop lock move he does is getting him looser and looser from the binds of the rope. And it's just a fun, funny little moment. And you're like, it's not very realistic. Mohawk Santa Claus again. He's got about like 18 pounds of chain around his neck. Jeez. Yeah, here's here's little brother move, or break dancing out of the fucking ropes. <laughs> and then the, yeah, at some point they pull down Mohawk Santa's pants and you yeah, said his underwear. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's, it's like three little kids take him down. Oh yeah, here we go. And then we have another little like pop and lock move finisher. To kill the bad guy with the, the I never got this kid's name the, the, the little dude. Yeah, he does the yeah. the pop and lock and then the <laughs> yep. That's something you see in uh, like Apex or uh, Apex Legends or like Call of Duty, the finishers, like when you sneak yep. up on somebody. Yep. Okay. So our our bad guys, they uh, Eddie takes Laura uh, to like a warehouse, I guess yep. maybe like next door, like right down the street from the studio. And he says something to like, ah, the show's about to begin, you know, come, you know, come get it or something. Um, so he he rushes in there, you know, looking for Laura to save her. He's going to, you know, beat up Eddie and Rock. And then I'm like waiting for it to pop up. And then um, so anyway, we got a boss fight coming. Yep. Uh, like all the great 80s and 90s kung fu action movies. You gotta have a boss fight. That final fight between the pro and the antagonist, right? And uh, it was it was pretty good. I I like this man because um, it. I mean, it kind of follows those same tropes where you know the good guy's losing the fight for the first you know however long, and then he, you know, he turns it on and starts to kick right. butt back. Um, but it was a little bit of both where he can't land a punch. Oh yeah, this part. I'm sorry, backtracking again, man. I'm all over the place. But again, this movie's all over the place. So <laughs> Leroy's coming in, he's sneaking around, and Eddie's got the gun to Laura and he's got she's tied up. Oh, excuse me. Oof, excuse me. Sorry, I burped. Um <laughs> you see nails being like thrown into the wall, and you're like, what? Someone got a nail gun? And then you see Leroy, you know, doing the throwing action, and you're like, okay. So Leroy's got like six inch nails in his pocket somewhere so he's got like little mini throwing star nails and he's throwing them at him like what the fuck is he yeah but yeah it's like some kind of like metal i guess nail is the best term for it i don't really know what the hell it is because i've never seen that before 
looks like a straight rod. Yeah. I, I just assumed it was like a very long nail. Yeah. Um, ooh. So, yeah. so Shonoff's thugs are here, which means Shonoff's here somewhere. Um, the little brother gets knocked out, and Leroy fights the thug that knocked out the little brother. Dispatches him pretty quickly. Because they're just not on the same level. Yeah. Leroy just tears him up. Yeah. He does another little, like, kind of back kick finishing move. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, I don't know that that's very effective. Yeah, right? <laughs> from, a, like, from a fighting standpoint, but like, whatever. People who are listening, if you bend your knee and raise your leg behind you, yeah. like, like, like you're trying to grab your, grab your left foot with your left hand, yeah, that's what he does. He does like an upward, backward kicking motion to the guy's yeah. face and knocks him out. Like, you a, oh, a quad face. Yeah, he must have practiced that a lot. Right. Oh. He's got some power. <laughs> yes, apparently. So he saves little brother, and I think he like locks him away in a cage. Like, hey, you need to stay here. You're yep. in danger. Let me go fight the bad guys. And then we get show enough in his all red wardrobe. Um. I gotta say, I really like this guy as shown up. Um, Good job, Julius Carey. I think Julius Carey, the third, I believe. Um, great, great casting, man. This guy, I believe, he was like six foot seven or something. So he was tall. He was very tall, and he had that crazy hair. He looked awesome. Um, but one thing about him, he didn't know how to fight. So he had to do a lot of um, training and doing stuff with choreographers to even like throw a decent kick or punch. Like he couldn't do that. And what's funny because the other side of that coin, Bruce Leroy was an amazing martial artist in real life. Couldn't act to save his life. (laughs) Uh, This was his very first role. Um, uh, I believe uh, Leroy was the final person to be cast. You know, typically they go the other way around. You find your leading role, you cast him, and then you work off of that. Right. So it was a little, you know, weird how they did that. So they're having their little, you know, back and forth boss fight. Uh, uh, Leroy can't land a kick to save his life or, you know, a hit. And Shonuff just blocks everything, kicks his butt. And it, it seemed like he was like blocking everything with one hand. He was doing that like Neo in the Matrix shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, like, he kind of he, – he lands a couple, I think. I think Leroy lands a couple fights – or fights. He lands a couple hits. Um, uh, Leroy can't land a hit. Show enough blocks everything. Beats on Leroy. Leroy through a wall. Him. Yeah. Show enough kicks him through a wall. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. And he then – can't uh, find him. Yeah. Leroy he kicks him through the wall, and then he can't find him. He just disappeared again on him. He did some Batman and- shit. Yeah, he like walks down the hallway and Leroy comes out of nowhere swinging on a chain and kicks him through a door. <laughs> yeah, as if the chain wasn't loud. And then all of a sudden he comes flying in. Uh, so he comes in, flying kick, not showing off on his back. Yep. He's sitting there, He, you know, at no, this point. Me. Like, it's not even like a, it's a weird knockout. Like, once he, right. once he gets hit, he's laying on the ground. Leroy opens the door to check on him and he's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's bad acting or, or like, I don't know what, what the intent was, but it just looks strange. And if you look <laughs> at the angle, Shonuff's body is a good 
eh, maybe eight to ten feet away from the door. Yeah. I was like, how do you get so far back? Um, so maybe you know, Leroy, really, really must have had some momentum on that swing. Um, <laughs> so he uh, he turns around to walk out of there. It, the movie kind of gives you that uh, that audio cue that like, yeah, the fight's over. And then he turns around and he's not there. Right. You know, show enough got up and disappeared. And it's playing some more than you know dramatic fight music. Um, Leroy's like creeping around slowly, and then we see the glow yeah. that they were talking about earlier in the movie. And Shonuff has it of all people, not yep. Leroy. So Shonuff, his hands are glowing red. It looks fucking cool. Yep. He's in this karate stance. He's got that evil face, and he <laughs> proceeds to kick Leroy's ass a little bit. And it seems like this is it. You know, it seems like Leroy, you know, met his match. Uh, show enough really is the master and he, yeah he's just blocking everything and every time uh show enough lands a hit you see like some red sparks flying kind of oh. you know similar to like two lightsabers hitting Ooh, that's yeah. another and um and show enough talking all sorts of shit saying who's the master and hits him again or more red sparks fly um and leroy is not backing down Sorry about that. Had another ambulance. Like, who's the master? And Leroy says, I am. Right. He keeps dunking his head underwater. Yeah. Like he dunks something. He raises him up. Who's the master? Dunks him again. And a funny part was like he raises him back up and he's like, I can't hear you. It's like he's <laughs> underwater, dude. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> he can't hear you. Hold on. <laughs> This is so like a parody of that where you see Leroy's head on the water saying like, you're the master. But all you see is bubbles coming up. Behind. He's uh, trying to give up. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he just continues to beat his ass, does the water thing until eventually Leroy gets a flashback of his master telling him something. I don't remember exactly what the master says, but it's right. It's that moment that every like main character has when they're about to like die and they get a flashback of their yeah. their girlfriend or some some wise quote they heard earlier on in the movie. Yeah. It's a flashback of, of Laura telling him you look like a master to me. And then the next right. time he pulls his head out of the water and he says, Who's the master? And he says, I am. And he blocks it, he catches his fist. He doesn't even just block it, he catches it. Um, and then Leroy starts to glow like yellow gold. Yeah. What's what was great about this part is when he's he's holding his hand, you, you hear show enough say, ah, let go of my hand, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> like he was actually in pain. Like, was that real? And they just kept it in the movie, <laughs> you know. Um, so he does that uh Bruce Lee, like he's like waving his hands left and right and up and down from one of the movies. And he's glowing orange. Show enough, he's still glowing red, but he's like on the fritz. Yep. You know, his his red's not really full power red anymore. And then you see a bunch of blue and yellow, you know, yeah, when, whenever they hit light flashes. Yep. And yeah, this is this is a total kick ass. Yeah, kick -ass Leroy, moment. Leroy's fucking them up now. And we see Richie going to un, untie Laura. And and that this part right here, we don't realize where Eddie went. Because Eddie was just with Laura a minute ago, and now he just bailed. Um, but we come to find out once, once Leroy knocks Shonuff out, that Eddie came down and is uh, 
Sorry, I was distracted by his. He's wearing a he's wearing a gi and converse. Still cracks me up. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, he ends the fight with a flying kick and yeah. knocks him into the water that he was being dunked into. And, and that's then the end and he, he picks him up and sets his head out so he doesn't drown. And then Eddie pops out with the gun. Oh, and uh, before we uh, push forward, earlier on in the movie, when Shonuff came into the movie theater and he was kind of clowning on Leroy, like, ah, who is this guy? You ain't no badass, blah, blah, blah. Saying you can catch a bullet with your teeth, with right. your teeth. You know, he has that whole yeah. speech. Yep. So that is what you would call a plant in, yep. you know, the movie industry. You know, you, you mentioned something early on and then you come back to it later on in the movie. So that was a nice little plant about him catching a bullet with his teeth. Here we are at the end of the movie. Eddie's got a gun. He's pointing it at Leroy. Ha ha, I got you now, sucker. Right. Takes a shot at Leroy. And Leroy goes down. Yep. Shit, what happened? You yeah, know? He thinks he won. He's got a big smile on his face. He starts laughing. <laughs> right? <laughs> he does get that goofy look on his face. To be honest, this is fucking stupid because he just should have did this a long time ago and he wouldn't have had all these problems. <laughs> right? Like, if you're the kind of guy that just shoots people like that, just fucking shoot them, man. Like, what are you right. gotta hire 43 guys to get their ass kicked in the club and fucking do all right. like, shoot them. So, Eddie, you know, uh, rolls Leroy's body over, to, you know, to, to look at the damage that he did. And Leroy's eyes pop open and his mouth opens up as well. And you see the bullet right there in between his teeth. He, yeah, he caught the bullet. Uh, he, uh, he he grabs like a chain from the warehouse. He ties it around Eddie. He lifts him up, has has him hanging there, kind of like a like a Batman or Spider Man thing. Or I'm gonna leave you for the cops moment. Yep, yep. And uh, cops show up literally out of nowhere <laughs> in about thirty seconds. Yep. And the same with her like producer from the show. Here we yeah. go. Like, where are you? We're like, gonna do a show. Seconds like, away. Seconds away. Like yeah. and like they they drag her away as if she wasn't just like kidnapped and yeah. had a gun to her head and like fucking traumatized. They're like, no, we need to get you in hair and makeup and get your ass out on TV. The like, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to work with this. I don't have my tools. Like <laughs> right. we just canceled this episode of the show and like you know right. one tomorrow. Like <laughs> I've, I've kind of had a day right now, you know. Hey, just do a rerun of fucking last week. Who cares? Yeah, just play all the barge again. Yeah. Play this um, fucking video. I don't give a shit. Just <laughs> leave me alone. Oh man. Uh, oh yeah, I wrote down. Leroy turns Super Saiyan at the end. A little Dragon Ball. Yeah, he definitely did. Um, uh, let me go, motherfucker. Let me go. Uh, <laughs> I'm just reading some of my notes. Uh, ends the kick with a flying kick. Ends the fight with a flying kick. Catches the bullet. Cops yep. show up. Cops show up and arrest Eddie, even though Eddie's like, I need to report an assault. And they're like, Yeah, we're not falling for that shit. You're going to jail, boss. Yeah. Um, oh, well, okay, so he again. He does his little disappearing act. Yeah, he yeah he does his Batman disappearing yep. act, and then next thing you know, we're back at the studio, yep. and they're both wearing new wardrobes. Like yeah. all of a sudden, oh, they got new clothes on. Like the very beginning of that scene, Laurel, you know, she's doing her job. She's out on the show. Everybody's dancing because, you know, that's what you do on, on the show. But she looks depressed because, like, obviously because she misses Leroy. And the music's really loud. He's trying to yell to her. You, back to your point, like, they were, everybody's wearing white. The whole freaking club is wearing white. Yeah. Um, some people are in suits. Some are in, like, white. Like, the little, the little Asian kids in, like, a wife beater. 
but everybody, everybody, yeah. some are super dressed up and some are like not, but they're right. all, and Leroy shows up like, just like he disappears, he reappears behind a curtain and, um, he's standing there with flowers and she's all happy to see him and runs down or no, before I she runs down, flowers. he's yelling up to her, like trying to tell her something and you can't hear him because the music's so loud in the club and he's yelling and he's yelling and she doesn't know. So he, um, she probably hits the mute button yeah, or pause he, on the video moves. Right. It's that classic, you know, yeah. you start talking loud as shit just as the volume got muted. Right. <laughs> you know, he's, you know, it's an embarrassing moment for him. Yeah. Hey, teach me some moves. <laughs> and everyone starts laughing at him, clowning him. Uh, and uh, uh, his little brother is like, or no, someone says some, oh, she got the punk bull. Like, he, yeah. you know, she, she chose the corny dude to be her boyfriend. He's like, hey, that's my brother. He's the master. <laughs> that's it. Like, that's the end of the movie. Yep. Leroy and Laura embrace and they have a nice little kiss. Yep. And they get taken up in some weird elevator thing and they just disappear into the rafters. Yeah. Roll credits happily ever after. Like, <laughs> of all 80s love songs is on in the background. Like, yeah. <laughs> I am the last dragon. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh man, so that is the end of The Last Dragon. <laughs> man, I had so much fun watching this. Yeah. Uh, I, like that first time watching it, it probably took me like two and a half hours to fully watch it because I ha kept having to quote unquote pause it because <laughs> right. that's the show that we're on pause. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, a little bit of like, like pre production, a little bit of info, just some notes that I was like poking around on the internet. Um, Ty Mac is the name of our lead character, you know, Bruce Leroy. And it, that that's all he goes by. Like, you know, like Cher or Madonna. It's just Ty Mac. So uh, okay. Ty Mac is our main character. Um, oh, I said this already. I'm sorry. How he's like an amazing martial art artist, but he never acted before. Yada yada. Um, the entire movie was filmed in 44 days. Wow. That is insane it, compared to today's standards um, to get all that, sh all those shots done in 44. That's, that, that's crazy. That's, yeah. that's like a lot of overtime and just, you know, working people to death. You know, typically the movies take about, you know, three to six months to film. Right. Um, that's fast. Well, I could have took a couple extra days to uh, edit. <laughs> yeah right just jumping those scenes all over the place because that was the uh the seventh heaven studio was like a rip off a of soul train um, yeah. everything that was shot during the production made it into the film so you're never gonna find any kind of like deleted scenes or yeah. you know stuff like that any kind of like extras because they used everything yeah um the biggest issue slash like cost for the film was securing the bruce lee footage that was used in the movie so like that when she shows in a little mixtape and like from the theater scene in the beginning that was a pretty interesting story i was digging into it a little bit um because they had no contingency plan this was in the script and that's all they had um Check that. There was a kind of contingency plan. They were going to like recreate those Bruce Lee scenes with like a fake Bruce Lee right. and show it that way. But there's just no way that would have worked. Yeah. Um, so they had no backup plan and they 
got the rights to the footage last minute, like legit 11th hour. The night before day one of shooting around 11 p.m., <laughs> they got the, the the contract signed to get the footage rights. And I was like, wow, that that's like, it was literally the 11th hour when they got the okay to use Bruce Lee's footage. Um, now, with this huge of a success back in 1985, you would think this guy, Time Act, Bruce Leroy, he was going to be like uh, uh, the next, you know, uh, African-American black male lead in like Kung Fu movies or, you know, action fighting movies. Right. And there was this like weird kind of like relationship between him and Barry Gordy. Uh, he took him under his wing and he wanted to like groom him to be like the next, uh, you know, like Van Damme, Arnold, you know, movie star. And he made him all these promises like, yeah, we're going to give you percentage of the movies. We're going to make a sequel and a trilogy of The Last Dragon, yada, yada, yada. Um, so after the success of the film, they wanted to sign him to a two movie deal. So Time Mac and Gordy were supposed to meet, you know, at what like lawyers and whatnot. So like they they flew him out from New York to LA and Gordy never showed up to the meeting. He sent like his assistant. Wow. And everything that they promised Timac was not in the contract. It was some ridiculous, like you're gonna get like 60 grand per movie and a couple other little incentives here and there, but it wasn't a lot. Right, and he's like, "What the hell?" Like Gordy told me, I was gonna get like a, I don't know what the number was, but let's just say it was like five percent. Okay, five percent right. of twenty million, twenty-five million dollars is a lot of fucking money. Yeah, and, and you know, he just they just treated him like a piece of shit. Um, and he was saying like the person that was there instead of Gordy, like his assistant, was just like bad mouthing him, like you know, you're not worth the money that we're giving you. And you don't deserve this. It was just like, he was just wow. really taken aback about the whole situation. Like what's happening right now? You know, it's for a young guy at that age, it's pretty, you know, traumatizing to a, a yeah. young actor. Like this is messed up. So he said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm walking away. There were supposed to be two more movies after this. Oh, well, good for and, him. And, yeah. Good for fucking him, man. Cause you know, they would have just used him. And made two more movies, they probably wouldn't have been that great. And he would have been just like typecast as yeah. just like a good looking black guy who can fight. Right. And it's fucked up because they're kind of still dealing with that nowadays. Not nowadays so much, but like in the late 90s, you know, they're they're like looking for like a black male lead who can kick ass. Someone like a Michael Jai White, you know, the guy who played yeah. Spawn in the Spawn movie. And even he said like uh, Hollywood's fucked up because they would love him during like auditions and whatnot. And they would say to him stuff like, you know what we need? Oh, we just need a white you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you just say to me? Right. <laughs> you need a white version of me? Like, no, yeah. like you wanted, you called me. Like, that's why I'm here. Like, why are we even having this conversation? So just to show, it just goes to show you like, that was life in Hollywood for certain actors back in the eighties and early nineties. It was just rough. Right. And I, I totally see why he backed out of those uh, last two movies. Cause 
shit. Like, because Robert Downey Jr. got that deal with Iron Man. You right. know, he got his little five, ten percent, and now he's sitting on money. Like, <laughs> that was he had no leverage at that point. Like, his career was kind of shitty before, yeah. before Iron Man. Yeah, and like, out of jail, yeah, yeah. and drugs and like his addiction battles and whatever. So, I mean, you, you drop Robert Downey Jr.'s name today, and everybody's like, oh, wow, you know, he's awesome. But there was a time period there where like, People weren't even sure if he was going to live, much less, right? Much less yeah. act. <laughs> the studios, you know, didn't want anything to do with him, right? Like throughout like the '90s and early thousands. Now, <laughs> everybody wants him. Yep. Um, so that just goes to show you, you know, you come out with a banger, anything can happen. Yep. Um, so I, you know, I meant to ask this early, like before we even started the movie. But, you know, I ask it with every movie we review is, how did you come to this movie? Like, when's the first time you saw it? Yeah, I don't even remember. I was little. Um, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. Probably watching it with my older brother and sister or something. Yeah, uh, I think I, I caught it on TV. Remember. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I don't know, a teenager, not even, like 12, 13 years old. And, you know, at some at some point, this movie was like one of those regular like repeats on like HBO or TNT or yeah, whatever. Right. They would always be airing it. And that's how I caught it and saw it for the first time. And, you know, I like, hadn't I'm, seen it in a good 15 years until the other yeah. day. I'm a little bit older than you. So I was like I was seven when it came out. Um. I, I definitely didn't see it in the movie theater though, so it would have been something that like I watched at the house. Yeah. Um, but so I would say I was somewhere around that seven, eight, nine age the first time I saw it. But yeah, you're right; it was on TV a whole bunch after that, and um, sometimes with commercials, sometimes without. <laughs> but like, I mean, what kid doesn't love like martial arts movies, and especially when you're adding like fucking my fists and stuff can glow and like. You know, that's cool. This is the perfect movie for a, a 12 year old yeah. who, who loves, you know, Kung Fu and action. Yep. Um, this is a great movie to show, show your kid around that age. Right. Um, yeah, man, I think, uh, I, I think that's it. I think, yeah. I think we did it. That's the episode. And uh, yeah, dude, we, we have to do this again. Um, yeah, I don't know about the next episode, but we are definitely going to do this again. We're going to, Pick a random movie from the 80s, 90s, action, cool, cheesy. Yeah. Um, we're even taking suggestions. So if you want to hit us up at uh, pausepod11 at gmail.com or pausepod11 or at pausepod11 on Twitter, yep. um, feel free to DM us, add us, whatever, send us some recommendations. Um, if we get some good ones, we're, we're going to do it. Fuck it. You know, yeah. it's, you know, we're doing this for you guys. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah. If you guys want to hit me up, you can find me at Scarios underscore uh, Rick. Where can they find you? At Moto A forty two. All right, man. I will catch you next time. Everyone else, have a wonderful evening. And uh, yeah, peace, peace.